Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrantz and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to tonight's Dash Radio show. I'm your host, Dawn Wright to Bronson. This is Peter Mingles. Peter's right here. Peter's here, and we have a fantastic guest tonight. I'm really excited about it. You guys all know how much we love the alternative medicine reality. We we are big personal believers in in knowing our own bodies and, and following that path, and you know from our guests um, where we lean in our belief systems. And as always, we want you to go ahead and always check everything you hear and always do your own research because it is your body and it is your healing and it is your wellness that we're talking about. But we have a guest who has committed her career, and it's what she's doing all day, every day. Dr. Kathy Groover is the author of a brand new book, Body Mind Therapies for the Body Worker. She's the host of the national television series, The Alternative Medicine Cabinet on OTV, and she's the author of the Indie Excellence finalist, um, The Alternative Medicine Cabinet. So welcome to Dr. Kathy Groover. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Peter... You do such a great kickoff. I'm going to hand this to you because you just get everybody talking so well. Well, thanks. Well, thanks. First of all, happy, uh, what is today? April Fool's April Fool's Day. Day. Yeah. So there, the cool stuff about it, there's cool stuff like if you go to Google, they have Google Knows. <laughs> Google Knows. <laughs> which was pretty funny if you kind of think about it. Um, How many but, people fell for it is what oh, we want to know. Oh, I don't know. But, you know, it could be, could be. One of these days it might happen. You know, mm-hmm. as I was talking about the Google Knows thing, I would imagine if they would have just, if they would have really carried the joke a little bit further and said it includes a rechargeable pack that you have to just attach to your smartphone that has all the chemicals that you need to recompile all the things so we can give you the aroma that you're looking for, I think it might have been a little bit more believable. They would have had me on that one. But we are, we are here today. <laughs> to talk to Dr. Kathy about alternative health and and things like that. But I know that we always want to throw in our little disclaimers first. So, Dr. Kathy, you probably can throw in your disclaimers better than we can throw in your disclaimers. So have at it. Throw in all your disclaimers. I will. But first of all, I have to say that it's not only April Fool's, it is also my wedding anniversary. Woo-hoo. <laughs> because my husband and I are silly enough to get married on April Fool's Day. So, wow. yeah. So, Shout out I, to congratulations. Him. You know, I have to tell you, my ex-husband and I, we, get this, we kissed over a can of SpaghettiOs in a trailer in North Carolina when he was in the military, and that was our first kiss. And I said, I should have known at that moment. <laughs> it was a bad country western tune, and it would end that way. <laughs> You never know where I've never met go. anyone else with an anniversary on April Fool's. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad I, yours was successful. It was, and if nothing else, it keeps us laughing. We stay silly. So anyway, yes. enough about that. Yes, yeah, so the disclaimer. <laughs> um, I ha- I love my husband. There's my disclaimer. No, um, I have a Ph.D. in natural health, uh, and I studied traditional naturopathy. So I'm not a medical doctor, um, but I do a lot of studying of medicine, not only alternative medicine, but I take about um, 10 or 15 continuing ed classes a year with Harvard um, because I like to stay up on what's happening and 
so many clients come to me with their Western medicine problems or their diagnoses, and I feel like it's part of my job to know what it is. So in no way am I giving medical, medical, you know, I'm not diagnosing, I'm not prescribing, I'm not a medical doctor, but I can definitely offer some information and some opinions on things that we're going to talk about today. So there's my disclaimer. There we go. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm all into this subject because when I first graduated from college, I was a biology major in school, a chemistry major as well, took French mm-hmm. only because there was a cute girl in French for my minor. But when I went through school, at least at that four-year undergraduate level, we really didn't talk about health or nutrition. We talked about science and organic chemistry, and maybe that was a great foundation. And maybe if I would have went on to become a medical doctor, maybe we eventually would have gotten around to health and nutrition. But that was, oh, gosh, 30, I'm going to say almost 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately now I think people need to be more knowledgeable about stuff that they put into their body than ever before, and especially now with new health care regulations that are out in place. This is a slippery slope. So share with us a little bit about your background. You threw up nice and uh, promising words like Harvard, and you run a TV show. And <laughs> Tell us a little bit about you so the people that are listening in can kind of bond and relate where they're getting this information from. Yeah, absolutely. I started out very not in the medical field at all. I was actually an actor. Um, I was a theater major, and I stepped on stage in fifth grade, and I knew that was what I wanted to do with my life. Um, at the same time, I sort of had this parallel life running where I was sitting in my um, our, our rec room back in Pittsburgh, and I would read my parents' textbooks for fun, and I was obsessed with the biology book and the psychology book. So even as a little kid, I had this weird interest in health. I don't know many five and six-year-olds that were trying to read textbooks for fun. Um, and I had this this penchant for massage. I would sit behind my dad on long car trips and rub his neck so he didn't get headaches. I was the one that everyone you know would sit, plop down in front of in high school and point to their shoulder and go, can you rub this? You're so good at it. And so I never expected that that would have turned into a career for me. Uh, and when I was in college, I, like I said, I was a theater major with a psychology minor. And I was doing a children's theater, and one day this woman arrives at our show, and we were doing major shows with huge battles and full-scale pirate ships, and uh, we were doing Long John Silver, and the guy playing Long John Silver actually walked with a peg leg, and we had a live parrot in the show. So we were doing these huge shows, and this woman shows up, and she starts doing body work on people in the cast. And I didn't have much to do, so I would sit there and watch her. And after a couple of days, one day she turned to me and said, oh, Kathy, I'm so backed up. I have to get going. Um, can you take those masks and go work on John? And I looked at her like she was nuts. I'm, just, I'm an actor, right? I'm just sitting there watching what she's doing because I'm bored. And, <laughs> but something inside me said, you need to listen to this lady. And so I did. I took the masks and I went in the other room and worked on John. And it turned out I was pretty darn good at it. And that started my massage career completely by accident. So when I moved to California to pursue that acting career, I thought, oh, what a great addition to you know all the acting I'm going to be doing. Um, <laughs> and now here we are 20 years later, and I don't act as an actor anymore, but now I act in the realm of, you know, I've done over 100 radio shows, and I've done about 60 lectures around the country, and I had my own TV series. And so it was so fascinating to me that all that acting stuff and all that healing stuff came together. So for anybody that wonders why they spent part of their life doing something, just hang on. It might come back. Um, because I always wondered, you know, why did the acting not work out? That was my life, and I failed. And, you know, and now I look back at that and go, no, no, no. That's why you did that, because you are supposed to be in front of people. You're just not going to be the neighbor on Friends. You're going to be on stage talking about health. Uh, 
And after I started my massage practice here in Santa Barbara, I realized that wasn't enough. I wanted to know more. People were asking me health questions that I didn't know the answer to. They'd ask about their thyroid or their uncle's prostate cancer, or you know, and I just had to know more. That, so that thirst for knowledge, that um, curiosity about things got me. So I got my master's and Ph.D. and studied traditional naturopathy and did a couple um, mind-body classes at Harvard, which is amazing. They have an incredible mind-body program there. And then they also have really, really great continuing medical education online. So I sit in the comfort of my own living room with a glass of Sauvignon Blanc, and I do classes at Harvard. It's it's pretty phenomenal. <laughs> that is amazing. That's outstanding. And, that is amazing. And the idea that you did acting, uh, probably drama, is one of the reasons why you're probably on our show, because we do drama. <laughs> like, you've never seen drama before. Oh, yeah, you fit right in. It's network marketing and, yeah. and home-based business. Yeah. Entrepreneurs all have a drama drama minor. Yeah. Full throttle, like button Full stuck. Throttle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't go down. Right. It just goes right on. All right. So, now, <laughs> <laughs> so, so talk to us about how you started to make the adjustments with massage and then into things like nutrition, or do they both kind of blend together? For for a lot of people, there's a complete separation. Uh, I've talked to so many massage therapists who are perfectly happy to stick a knuckle in the knot or throw an elbow in the glute, and they're done. That's that's all they want to do. They want, don't want to deal with emotions. They don't want to deal with any drama. They don't want to deal with people's tears. They, you know, I've heard massage therapists say they've lost clients because clients have started to cry and they just don't know what to do with it. They uh, make a fool of themselves. They become uncomfortable. It's just not their thing. And there's nothing wrong with that. So we definitely need those people doing those straight physical modalities. But I found that because I wanted to learn more, and between my my doctorate as a naturopath and the master's and PhD, I had to take all those nutrition classes. Uh, And it was things that, you know, I had never even considered before. Um, I was a huge, I was an actor in L.A. I mean, I lived off mobile Chevron 7-Eleven. You know, if it didn't have a drive-thru, I didn't know what to do with it. Um, I had a horrible diet. I was constantly having gastrointestinal problems. I was having headaches. I wasn't sleeping. I'd, you know, I'd want to sleep till 11, and then I'd start to get spazzy at about midnight. And um, soda, soda, soda. Oh, my God, I'd go through a six-pack of Mountain Dew a day. Uh, I, you know, when I did drink iced tea, it was loaded with sweet and low. I was a total um, artificial sweetener addict. Didn't even think of things like high fructose corn syrup or genetically modified. What is that? <laughs> you know. Um, and I just suddenly started to have this shift, and I realized I felt like crap. <laughs> I'd have a soda and I'd get a headache and I'd have artificial sweetener and my heart would race. And um, I, I just started to look inside and pay attention. And, and I think that's one of the things that's so lacking is, is you know, we exercise and we want a low BMI and we want to do those crunches, but we don't really look at our bodies from the inside and say, how am I feeling? And I think we have to do that. But through learning, not only through my own body, that this stuff made me feel terrible, um, but also observing people around me and my clients and the more questions they asked me, the more I wanted to know answers to that. So now I sit down, I do consultations, and I'll sit down with people for an hour and a half, and I'll go over every aspect of their of their health and make recommendations. Maybe we want to get rid of something. Um, to me, there's a threefold perspective. You have to get rid of the things that aren't working. Um, you can certainly keep throwing antibiotics at an infection, but unless you get rid of what's causing the infection, it's not gonna it's not gonna help. Um, then I think we need to add back in the things that we're not getting. Maybe it's a, a mineral supplement. Maybe it's magnesium. Maybe it's a vitamin. And then the third thing, and this is where I differ from Western medicine. Then we have to put in the things that we need that are extra. Maybe it's a homeopathic, maybe it's an herb, maybe it is a prescription. But let's see what else is needed in the body before we go throwing that stuff on there. 
Right, so, absolutely. And and we have two minutes before the break. One of the things is somebody like just to throw in there with fibromyalgia, myofascial pain syndrome, got Lyme's disease in 1993. Uh-huh. And I mean, and on top of that, I looked back and I was on antibiotics, broad spectrum antibiotics, growing up. Eleven times a year, I had tonsillitis, uh-huh. and they would they would throw me on antibiotics, but I didn't have it the twelfth time to take the tonsils out. So every single year, they had me literally on antibiotics for probably seven years of my growing up. And then they wonder why I have immune system issues, and they wonder why I have all of these other issues. So it's like, you know, so many people fail to, like, I mean, I guess it's that old school approach to, you know, just talk to the doctor, doctors are God, do what they say, and... You know, when I first started to get on natural supplements and started to talk to them about my health, like I was paying attention, there's a lot of pushback out there. Uh Yeah. You know, so, you know, for those of you who are listening, this is Dr. Kathy Groover. Please come back. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level, for email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the dash radio show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in to follow our every move. Here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text dash to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience and like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio and now back to the show and welcome back to the dash radio i'm dawn wright de this is peter mingles and we have dr kathy groover author of the new book body mind therapies for the body worker talking about how she got and kathy you know how you made this transition you know, is is a really powerful thing, and and I think it's it's both for the practitioner and for the consumer. You know, it, it's a really important uh, hinge moment, right? Right. And what's fun about that is when I hear people say, "Oh, I can't do that. I need to have my soda. I can't stop." Da 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 da. I have to remind them that I was like them. Mm-hmm. Um, I was consuming the soda. I was consuming the artificial sweetener. Uh, does stevia, which is now what I use, does it have an aftertaste? Sure. Everything has an aftertaste. It's a taste. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's something you have to get used to. I mean, don't tell me that artificial sweetener doesn't have an aftertaste. It has a horrible aftertaste. <laughs> you know, so it's just a matter of making those choices and making those changes. And to me, they have to be subtle changes. And um, so many people hear natural health or alternative medicine, and they think they have to run out and be vegan, and they're oming in a corner 24 hours a day, and they have to be running 16 miles. And, you know, you don't have to make these radical 
knee-jerk reaction changes. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong when they're trying to either lose weight or start a new diet and exercise plan. We have to be gentle with ourselves. And I'm a very practical person, and I recommend very practical things. And I'll ask someone, you know, you're now walking two days a week. What would it take for you to walk three days a week? Is that something you could work in? Or if you're going to walk two days, maybe we could do a half hour at a time instead of 20 minutes at a time. How would that work for you? And you make these incremental steps. Because I have to say, once you start making healthy choices and your body starts to feel better, you don't want the unhealthy stuff anymore. You don't mm-hmm. run 10 miles and then reach for a cigarette. It's like right. after, you've had, you know, after you've had your teeth cleaned, you kind of don't want to eat because it feels so good and you don't want to ruin it. That's <laughs> how it is with health. You know, I cannot go back now. I can't, I can't have a soda. I can't have an artificial sweetener. My body rejects it. I feel awful if I eat or drink something like that now, because my body doesn't like it. It doesn't want it. Um, so, you know, I, I'm, not a, uh, I'm not good at meditating. I'm very type A. I'm very driven. I'm very work-oriented. But I can meditate now because I learned a way that works for me. They're mini meditations. They don't take, you know, 45 minutes on a pillow. I can do them in the car. Um, so <laughs> there's a way to adjust all of this to you. That's why it's it's individual medicine. It's not one-size-fits-all, which is so much of what Western medicine is. It's catered and tailored to you, and that's what I want to stress with that. That's really brilliant because i got to say, I am the person who wants, I mean, I am hyper-flexible, I love yoga, but getting uh-huh. it to become a daily practice has been my my life's challenge. Um, I've had yogis tell me I could be a yogi. Why aren't I doing this? I'm built for it. And I'm like, right. yeah, I know, and every time I do it, I love it, and I absolutely am completely, like, I'm in it, and I do it, and I'm in it, and I love it. And then I even had somebody coming here, and we would end up sitting down and having a cup of tea some days, and, like, this and that. It was like I just trying to get into the daily practice has been completely and totally beyond me. So I hear somebody like you, and I'm like, oh, my God, maybe there's hope for me. Right. (laughs) Maybe there's hope. Well, but also maybe your path isn't to be a yogi. <laughs> you know, I mean, no, I mean, it's clear- definitely not. Yeah, clearly it's something that on some level your body's rejecting. And sometimes we're just lazy. I'm not saying you're lazy, but I mean there are mm-hmm. days where I just don't want to exercise. Um, but also the other key with exercise is clearly you found something you like, and that is the yoga. I dance mm-hmm. five days a week. Do not tell me to run. Do not put me on a treadmill. Don't hand me a bunch of weights. You know I can do that, but what really brings me joy, what fills my bucket, what zings me to no end. I love is, dancing too. It's dance. That's fun. Five days a week <laughs> I do that, and I just started doing flying trapeze. Really? How awesome is that? That's cool. I'm so jealous. Cool. It's so fun. I did, my, I did my first class yesterday, and I progressed through the first three tricks already. I'm just I'm so good at it. Um, and it's fun, and it's invigorating, and I was the oldest person there, and it was so cool. Um, but, you know, you have to find what works for you. Just because your neighbor likes to do yoga doesn't mean you do, or Pilates, or, you know, whatever it is. We have to find our own path and journey with that health. And See, maybe, maybe it's just because I'm good at yoga and I know I'm supposed to do yoga that I've been really trying to force it for seven years or ten years of my life, but I've never been able to pick up a practice. But I hear dancing, and I'm like, oh, well, I would totally go dance. Yeah. Like, I think that's what it is. I think that, you know, I've been just trying to fit what I knew was good for me into mm-hmm. my psyche. But clearly, if I haven't been able to pick up a practice I've been wanting to do for for all those years, right. maybe it's not the same. Sure. 
Or maybe it's part of the thing. Maybe you do mm-hmm. yoga twice a week and you dance one day a week and you hang from a trapeze the other day of the week. You know, it doesn't have to be you don't check the box of, okay, this is what I'm doing the rest of my life. Um, okay. We have you know, we have this great ability to, to make different choices at any point. I could still be drinking soda and be unhealthy and having McDonald's five times a week, and, but I made a choice at some point to change that. Do I have a, I have a, I have a hamburger from In-N-Out once every two weeks? Because yeah, that's where, and that that's takes where, care of that. Yeah, that's where, I mean, I'm 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 a pro meat person. I'm not a not a huge fan of vegan vegetarian uh, for most people. Um, but yeah, we have good quality meat. Um, if you're going to have it, have it be the best. You know, um, but yeah, one hamburger twice a month. I figured that's okay because again, that practicality says eighty percent of the time do the absolute best you can. Twenty percent of the time, either cheat in quotes the best way possible, make that choice to have something else. Or maybe you're traveling and your option is crappy food or you don't eat. You know, right. I'd rather see someone eating than, uh, you know, but still try to make the best choice you can. Uh, that's you know, going to be such a great thing for Aaron, who's doing this master cleanse with me. We had four of us doing this master cleanse. And he's been talking about a Five Guys cheeseburger. This is the only thing that's gotten him through 10 days of drinking lemonade, is thinking about the Five Guys cheeseburger mm-hmm. and talking about it several times a day. <laughs> now he was going to have one. <laughs> so Good. I'm going to tell him he can have two a month and totally be okay. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, he can have one a week. It depends on what the body does. I'm very lucky. I have, between a very fast metabolism and genetics that are somehow blessed in some way, I just, I don't put on weight. Uh, I'm also very active. So, you know, some people can eat a very different way than another one, and their body just reacts differently to it. Some people can have gluten. Some people can't. I mean, this is the newest thing we're discovering. Some people are really comfortable and very healthy as a vegetarian. I think most people aren't. Um, and I think we have to, again, we have to look at that bio-individuality and remember that we all have our own individual path with that. We might be paralleling other people, but ultimately we have to make the choice that's right for us. One size does not fit all when it comes to our health. That's really, really important. And I think that... Uh I think that more people would would adopt a healthier lifestyle if they heard that message. Um, You know, I know for myself personally, you know, I do so much better physically on a vegetarian diet, Mm -hmm. but I miss eating normally in in a million different ways. And, you know, I can't have fungus because I have systemic candida, so I can't have mushrooms, and mushroom is the great meat alternative. So it's it's really a challenge for me. Well, this is what they've told me. I've I've gone to this person and that person and this person and that person, don't do this and don't do that and don't do this. And all I ever heard, as a New York Italian in my 20s, they said you can't have wheat, you can't have dairy, you you can't have cheese, and you can't have sugar, which meant I couldn't even have tomatoes. And I said, flip my wrist. Just slip my wrist and throw me off the side of the boat. I mean, there's no way this is going to happen. And so for 20 years, I ate toxins because nobody told me how I could make that fit me and how I could do things progressively. It was just do this or you're going to be miserable or you're going to be sick or you're going to be this. And and I think that that's put 20 years between myself and getting it right, you know? Right. And and I know there's a lot of people that feel that way out there. And it's an experiment, and uh, it's not only knowing your body, but also getting some expert opinions. Um, but, I mean, it, it really comes down to making choices and listening. And the downside of natural health and alternative medicine is you have to do something. You can't just walk into an office and say, fix me. Um, we can't just walk into the doctor's office and say, fix me, because we're not a car. Um, 
we have a consciousness and we have lifestyle choices that we have to make and we have many more moving parts on a car, um, but that's what most people do. That's what they consider their health care. And in reality, it's disease management. I mean, really, our doctors don't know much of what to do with us unless we have a problem, unless we get a diagnostic code and a prescription. And again, I'm not bad-mouthing totally Western medicine. I'm so glad we have it. I'm glad I can take my thyroid hormone every day. I'm glad if you're having a stroke, you can go see somebody. But for the daily maintenance of our bodies, it has to be up to us. And if you're drinking 15 sodas a day and you wonder why you're tired and you have headaches and you're overweight and you're sluggish and you want to sleep all day, well, connect the dots. You know, it's um, <laughs> it's clearly, you know, it's it's when a, what computer programmers say, you know, garbage in, garbage out. We have to put good things in or we're not going to get good things out. And And that takes self-control and that takes, you know, choices to make changes, and change is very scary for people. And so a lot of us are fine with being sick and going to the doctor and taking a boatload full of pills and hoping it does something. Um, I had a colleague who was working with an older gentleman, This the, the, the colleague of mine was a naturopath physician, so he was a completely different rank than me, uh, but this older gentleman was on like 12 different prescriptions. He felt terrible, and he decided he didn't want to live like this anymore. So he gathered his kids around. They went on a two-week cruise. At the end of the cruise, he said, look, I'm tired of living like this. I'm going to stop all my prescriptions, so I'm going to die. Um, I love you all. They started to divide up possessions. The man stops his prescriptions, and he wakes up the next morning not dead. <laughs> Ten years later, it's the healthiest he's ever felt. And it turned out that he felt so crappy because of all the prescriptions, you know, the, all the different side effects and all the iatrogenic disease. And so his kids, who, you know, started to mourn their not-quite-dead father, <laughs> had him for another 10 years. And I don't know, he might even still be alive. But it was just fascinating that that, you know, he made that choice of, I don't want to be here anymore, and it actually saved his life. Um, so, you know, we have to look at what we're putting into our bodies and make better choices. That's just brilliant. And, uh, you know, and I think that that's... Um that's a place that everybody can start from, you know. And if if somebody's out there and, you know, they can't access you, you know, you're not there, what kind of a person are they looking for? What kind of, you know, in the yellow pages or, you know, what are they Googling to go ahead and find somebody who can put them on the right path? Or is your practice an option for them? It is. I do health consultations all over the country. So we have these wonderful technologies now of Skype and radio and <laughs> FaceTime or uh, you know telephone and, and FaceTime. Um, I can talk to people all over the place. I have a couple clients back east in Pittsburgh who I'm helping with weight loss and things like that. I get phone calls and emails all the time of people that want to work with me. Remember, I'm not a medical doctor, so I'm not going to prescribe and diagnose. I'm going to have you fill out a very long form, and then we're going to do a lot of talking. Um, and I'm going to make suggestions of let's eliminate this, let's add in that, um, and see how it goes from there. I love seeing people in person because sometimes I want to throw them on the table and massage that hip. It's, you know, let's see if it's truly arthritis or if I can affect some change in it physically. If you don't want to call or email me, if you Google natural health and then whatever city you're in, be very careful, though. Here's the other problem. There are a lot of whack jobs out there. Um, I see them every year at some of the conferences I go to. They rely heavily on very expensive gizmos and gadgets. They rely very heavily on incredibly expensive supplements. Um, there are things about natural medicine that I don't like. Um, in my latest book, there's a chapter called Things That Make Me Go, Hmm, which are things that I've just seen to be completely bogus and money suckers. And it's really hard to 
sometimes distinguish between a legitimate professional like myself and these people who really just want to take your money. Or they think they're doing good, but they're kind of delusional themselves. So meet the person before you give them any money. If they want you to spend so much money per month, if they want to sign you up for some big lifeline series, uh, if they expect you to sell supplements along with them, um, there are some really great supplements that are you know, from the multi-level marketing side. But if they expect you to be doing tons of selling to get better, you have to be aware of these things. Um, so just do your research, talk to people, get recommendations, chiropractors, massage therapists, acupuncturists, great place to start. And you know, do, do your due, dil- due diligence and find someone that is going to jive with what your goals are. And if you go in knowing what your goals are, you can figure out pretty quick if they're going to be able to help you. That's just awesome. Okay, so everybody, you heard it. We've got a quick word from our sponsor, and we'll be back with Dr. Kathy Gruber here at The Dash. Savage Smokes is a new site on the scene dedicated to the trending electronic cigarette industry. If you are looking into e-cigs as an alternative to tobacco and have been disappointed by the ones you picked up at the gas station or you kept your money in your pocket because you didn't know which one to buy, head to SavageSmokes.com for honest and up-to-date electronic cigarette reviews on most e-cigs you see on the shelves. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the dash radio. And now, back to the show. Okay, we're back. I think I'm taking over this portion of this segment. So, Dr. Kathy, I have been sitting here thinking about the next question to ask you because you have me bouncing <laughs> all over the place. But okay. the, But, but um, I love the common theme. Take responsibility for your own health. Mm-hmm. Keep your brain screwed on for common sense. Like the wacky stuff might just be that. Mm-hmm. Um, question a lot of things, especially even a practitioner that you may not know. Look at his or her motivation. Yep. Um, let's get to, um, first of all, I, I wish we had you on over and over and over again, and hopefully you'll be able to come back. Mm-hmm. But I look at um, environment and yes. genetics. And yes. maybe, um, you know, 30 or 40 years ago when it seemed to be a simpler world, mm-hmm. and environment might have been different and genetics might have been different. But now we're throwing in a lot of the <laughs> other things that people have to take a look at, GMOs, Right. all the other sort of stuff that you hear about. So talk to me about um, environment and genetics, and if you want to sprinkle in at any point, like the big don'ts, like if you uh-huh. smoke, stop smoking. You know, right. if you're a sugarholic, stop sugar, and throw all those things in there to give us some value. So genetics or environment and then the new stuff. Go ahead. Right, go. Um, yes, I agree with you. No. <laughs> uh, you know, and we, we do have to remember genetics and environment. And like I said, um, I'm blessed genetically in that I just tend to not put on weight. So for someone who is overweight, um, you do have to look at your genetics. There are people who are of a larger size who look at me and say, I want to look like you. Well, even if they lose weight, they're probably not going to look like me. I just have a different shape. Um, so we have to kind of give ourselves a break with the genetics. I also have to say, though, I don't believe we're a slave to our genetics in that just because you're genetically predisposed to something doesn't mean that's going to express. 
And one of the things I'm seeing right now is there's websites where you sign up, they send you a little vial, you spit in it, and they give you your genetic predispositions. I think that's the coolest thing in the world, and I think it's as dangerous as hell. Because people like myself are going to look at that and go, oh my God, that's so cool, look what, oh, huh, and not freak out about it. Other people are going to get that in the mail, and they're going to have a conniption fit because they think they're now destined for Uncle Harry's heart disease and their mom's cataracts and their dad's alcoholism. And, you know, we have to remember, just because we're predisposed to it doesn't mean it's going to happen. Um, So we have to remember that as well. But there is, on some level, genetic influence. Now, having said that, we have to look at all this environmental stuff. And right now, we are probably at the height of pesticide, herbicide, fungicide use on our food because of genetically modified food. Now you say, oh, well, I thought it was genetically modified to avoid pests and to avoid Roundup and things like that. Yeah, well, that backfired. Um, I had a, a friend of mine who was expounding on Facebook about how he thought GMO was perfectly safe and he would rather have it genetically modified to avoid pests than to have the pesticide on it. And I said, oh, no, please understand, tons, tons, tons are now being dumped on our crops. Because what used to take one little of pesticide now takes a bunch of pesticide because the bugs are pretty darn smart and they're evolving faster than our pesticide. Build a better mousetrap, build a better mouse kind of thing. So we are being really, really exposed to a lot of toxic things. Um, And sometimes I think... And I don't sometimes think it. I know that the GMO food is is part of the problem. I am not a fan of GMO. I don't think it's safe. I've read enough studies and reports that show it's linked to tumor growth and immune system dysfunction and antibiotic resistance. I'm not a fan. At the very least, we need to be labeling it so that I know whether I'm getting it or not. Um, the top three crops that are GMO, genetically modified, are corn, soy, and cotton. Not the corn you're getting at the barbecue, not the soy you're getting at the Japanese restaurant, not the cotton in your clothes, usually. Cottonseed oil in processed food, soy protein, um, all those fake meat products that a lot of vegetarians turn to, that's pretty much probably genetically modified soy. Um, And the other one was corn in high fructose corn syrup, corn solids, all the stuff that's going into this processed food that our kids that we are just eating hand over fist. Very, very dangerous. We have toxins in our water, in our air. We have environmental stress. Just from being in this world on this planet right now, we're having stress. That is kind of messing us up a little bit, I think. So we're surrounded by it. And it's hard to escape the environment and genetics because it's just there. But through making lifestyle choices, those genetics don't have to express. And we can help the environment as much as we can by being healthy in other ways. So the healthier you are in the choices you make, the less impact those genetics and the environment is going to have on you, which is my belief. And that was a long answer. Did that answer your no, question? it's a great <laughs> answer. It's a great answer. So for all those people, you know, this whole GMO thing yeah. seems to be like a, a, a somewhat recent term for the general public. Right. So, you know, when, when I first um, joined a network marketing company to learn more about nutrition because I knew nothing really about nutrition, um, I had heard that, you know, they say things like, well, the body can heal itself mm-hmm. if it's given the right nutrients. And that kind of made a lot of sense to me, so I yep. kind of followed that flow. And, you know, whoever was divine intervention, Charles Darwin, whoever knows how things were working, is it would make sense that if you put good stuff in your body, then chances mm-hmm. are if you give it a chance to heal itself, it probably will. Right. Well, I don't know where the double-blind testing or whether God-like <laughs> testing came from this genetically modified food. 
So it really does raise a question mark for me. And, you mm-hmm. know, there's major chemical companies that will probably try to sue me into oblivion, mm-hmm. which is what it seems like they seem to do. Right. But for those people that aren't unfamiliar with GMO and how it might re- be related to corn or pesticides or peas and pesticides, could you give us the really slow version? Yes. Um, I have had clients, and a lot of these are scientists, So the scientists aren't quite seeing what's wrong with GMOs. Um, They equated it to what Mendel was doing with his green green beans and his peas way back when he was basically um, mixing breeds by cross-pollinating. That's completely different. Mixing two dog breeds and getting a snoodle, completely different. What they're doing with genetically modified is they are taking, let's say, a tomato – and this was the first product that was available that was GMO. They take a tomato and they realize, well, you know, if we have a cold snap, the tomatoes die. Uh, and we can't plant them as early because if there's frost, the tomatoes die. And when we put them into the refrigeration, when we pick them too early, because they're not quite ripe yet, they get all kind of gross. So if we could make a tomato that would withstand cold better, how cool would that be? So they took a salmon gene, a fish, they take a typically a um uh, why am i losing the word uh like an infectious marker to burst into the gene a bacterial marker and there's an antibiotic marker so they can follow around where it's gone and they inject all that stuff into the gene of a tomato so you now have a fish gene in your tomato now that hit the market uh, i want to say back in the 90s it's called the, the flavor saver tomato It tasted disgusting. It had horrible texture to it. No one liked it. They immediately pulled it off the market. So they're putting things in food that shouldn't be in food, one thing. The other thing they're doing is they're doing something called Roundup Ready. So, you know, if you use Roundup in your garden, I'd advise you not to, but if you do, you know, whatever it touches, it kills. So farmers would have to take a really specific sprayer and they would walk through the rows of corn or the rows of soybeans and they would spray only the weeds. Well, this was time-consuming, this was expensive, you needed extra workers, it was tedious. So what they did is they put this genetic altering in the gene of the corn and the soy and all these other crops so that you could spray the entire crop with the pesticide, the weeds would die, the thing that had the um, genetically modified component to it wouldn't. So now you could take a crop duster and just go whoosh and put it all over everything. So whereas before, if this corn and soy wasn't sprayed, it was just the weeds sprayed, now everything's getting sprayed. And like I said, the bugs and the weeds are getting a little more resilient. So now they're having to dump more on. So foods that used to have, let's say, a pound of pesticides now have 10 pounds of pesticides. I'm making those numbers up, but just as an illustration. So we are now dumping more and more pesticide, fungicide on our products. So not only are they um, sometimes having foods in them that shouldn't be in them, like a salmon gene and a tomato, but they're also made to withstand all of these pesticides, which means they're being sprayed more heavily. Um, There are some crops that are not approved for human consumption. They're for animal consumption. Uh, There are some crops that are approved for human consumption. They're trying to genetically modify salmon right now. Here's the problem. If that would get out into the wild and reproduce, the natural salmon population would be wiped clean. We would be stuck with genetically modified salmon. That kind of scares me. 
um, there have been evidence of, um, you know, when plants go to seed, the seed blows around. You can't help that. So there are organic farmers who have discovered GMO crops on their farm. And when some of the larger corporations figure that out, they sue them for patent infringement. So some of these larger corporations, who shall not be named, we'll call them Voldemort um, for safety, um, are suing a lot of these family farms. And there are a lot of courts that are ruling in favor of these large corporations. So if you accidentally find this on your property, you can get sued and lose your farm. They are not allowing farmers to save seeds. If you bought them, that's considered patent infringement. So whereas farmers used to gather their seeds every year and then plant them again, that's been the history of farming, you can't do that with a GMO seed. And one of the things they're developing, and I don't know that it's in any plants yet, is something called a kill gene, which means the plant wouldn't create seed. Now imagine if that got loose. And suddenly we found that these crops that we were used to just propagating year after year suddenly don't do that anymore. We would basically be at the mercy of these large corporations to buy their seeds, and they would have the run of the market on all of our food. I think that's what they're aiming for. That's definitely an alarmist response. That's not happening right now. But I think we're headed in that direction. They really would like to take over our entire food supply, and that's a little scary to me. I take a deep breath because I've watched a few documentaries that kind Uh of outline some of the things that you just said. If there are some people that are listening in, this isn't like stuff that's fantasy nor conspiracy or anything else like that. That's really what's happening, I guess, in, in the workplace. So could someone imagine that some of those things would get out? And it's fascinating, the story, dismaying as well. Right. But it is something that we never had a deal with this Mm-mm. stuff as we were kind of growing up. Right, and it's funny because people say, oh, your mother must have been such a great cook, and you probably grew up eating so healthy. And I said, no, it was Pittsburgh in the 70s. If it didn't come out of a can, a jar, a box, we didn't eat it. My mother was a horrible cook. She could assemble prepackaged food. That was basically her strong suit. And even that didn't always turn out so well. So I lived off things like, you know, boxed macaroni and cheese and hamburger helper or ham steak with, you know, your uh, plain iceberg lettuce salad with a craft, you know, uh, Italian dressing on it. But I have to say, the boxed food we had back then, healthier than the boxed food we have now. It's not the same hamburger helper. It's not the same box macaroni and cheese. And, you know, they have switched out high fructose corn syrup for the sugar. Basically, what we're eating now is molded plastic. It's all fake um, because it doesn't have real food in it. And one of the things that was fascinating – do we have a a second for me to tell a quick story before the next commercial? We do. We have about two minutes. Oh, perfect. This will be fabulous. Um, for my master's, we were, I was in a nutrition class, and we were talking about packaged food, processed food. And the assignment was to go make your best recipe, the thing that you enjoy making the most. Then find the cheapest boxed version of it you can find, and then find a healthier pre-prepared version. I make killer pesto. So I assembled my pesto, and we were to note how many ingredients was in it, what it cost you, how long it took to prepare so pesto between the pasta and all the things that went in it, I think it had 12 ingredients. It took me between shopping and prep about 45 minutes, and it cost like $27 by the time I got all the basil and the cheese, and you know it was an expensive meal. The box version that I found was two for a dollar. It had 42 ingredients in it. It took two and a half minutes to microwave, and it tasted like death. It had absolutely no flavor for having all those ingredients in it until about 10 minutes later when you went, oh, my God, that's disgusting. The better version I found was Trader Joe's jarred pesto sauce and the, and the, and the, the pasta itself. It was cheaper. I think the whole thing cost, I don't know, seven or eight bucks. 
It had 17 ingredients, and it was pretty okay tasty. And one of the things that's the downside is for a single mom somewhere who's, you know, struggling to make ends meet, who's got a bunch of kids, is she going to spend 28 bucks and 45 minutes on pesto? No. She's going to buy the box version, two for a buck, two minutes in the microwave, and that's her kid's dinner. It's nutrient void. It tastes awful. I think it's setting us up for food addiction because they have to put chemicals in it to make it taste good like MSG. And I think we're in a really dangerous place when it's cheaper to buy soda than it is to buy a bottle of water or a head of broccoli. Um, I think we have to really restructure what's happening in the government and in society as far as what is affordable and what's not for our families. That's one of the problems we have right now with, with our with our diets in this country. So if you follow the common path, it's not necessarily a good one. And we're going to talk more about that on the next uh, go-around after this commercial. So Axel, go spin those records. Are you in a run about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-A-S-H taxes. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. And now... Back to the show. And welcome back to The Dash. I'm Dawn, and Peter's here, and we have Dr. Kathy Groover. For those of you who are just tuning in, she is the author of a brand-new book, Body Mind Therapies for the Body Worker, and host of the national TV series, The Alternative Medicine Cabinet on OTV. So make sure that you go ahead and reach out and show the love and uh, and go ahead and follow and subscribe and do all the things that all of us who are in media working every day to create good shows and good resources for you are looking for. We we need to feel you out there, <laughs> right? That is for sure. Did I lose everybody? No, we're oh, here. We're here. Oh, there you are. You're on a roll. We're, you're on a roll. We're letting you roll. Oh, well, you know, here I am, all rolled. So, <laughs> <laughs> so where were we? Well, I, we were talking about stuff, but I want to really say thank you to Dr. Kathy Groover for, number one, she could have done this all herself in her own little practice and maybe helped a couple of dozen, a couple of hundred, mm-hmm. maybe a couple of thousand people. But in addition to that, she also does these radio shows, which could help millions, the television shows, and I really appreciate you not keeping this stuff a secret. Absolutely. So it, great that you handle it one-on-one but it's also wonderful to be able to hear this and i gotta say your gmo explanation was priceless i mean that was really so well done so thank you very much for that oh you're welcome i have had to explain that to so many people and that's one of the skills that i have that i think i got from the acting thing is i can explain things very simply and very precise. Sometimes I talk too fast, but uh, you know, really specifically. And then if I can throw in humor too, that's even better. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I did the TV show because I presented it to the network, and they realized, wow, a PhD, and she can carry on a conversation. It's not just <laughs> blah 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 blah. You know, I was funny and fun and younger, and 
so that's where the show came from was my first book and the fact that I used to be an actor that that carried me through on that so good I'm glad that I'm glad that explanation worked I know it's long but it's a complicated subject so you nailed it I mean so yeah in <laughs> essence people people are eating corn that you could spray Roundup directly on yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. and then where do we think that goes yeah. yeah I don't think they did any gene modification on you know my intestinal system, so I don't know where that goes, you know. Right, you know exactly. I mean? and it is a little scary. I think we're right now just the largest experiment, um, and I don't want to be a part of that experiment. So they can go do that on something else, somebody else, uh, but we need to have a choice. And unfortunately, you know, I'm here in California, and we got shot down last November to label GMOs, and that was so disappointing to us because the opposition, which are these big companies that make billions a year from these seeds, from these pesticides. Oh, and incidentally, the company that makes the Roundup Ready food, you know, seeds also makes Roundup. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Um, a little scary. And a lot of people that have worked for these large corporations now work for the FDA. Mm-hmm. And back and forth. So there's this revolving door of the FDA that everyone always talks about. But anyway, it's it's a really scary thing. And there's a, 28 other states right now that are trying to get labeled GMOs on the on the books for elections. Um, we got defeated because of some very very sleazy campaigning, um, and them now not allowing us to recount votes without charging mm, a lot of money. Um, so yeah, we we kind of got bamboozled on that one. Uh, but we'll try it again. We'll try it again, and we'll win eventually. And Absolutely. some some people will catch up, and some people just won't. Right. Which right. is a shame because everybody pays the price. Sure, but if you don't think if you don't think they're bad, great, go ahead and eat them. But don't make me eat them. And why shouldn't they be labeled? Then you can just buy it with a label on it. I mean, it's you know, oh, it's going to cost you three cents more for your box of macaroni and cheese. Oh, I'll give you the three cents. You know, um, <laughs> I, it's, I'll it's give our, you fifty people's three cents if I can know what's in it. <laughs> it right, exactly. So, but but now at least we have to. We know what it is. We know it's corn, soy, cotton. So if you're eating processed food that doesn't say organic, look for those ingredients. If you're getting it, it's been genetically modified. You know, um, at least we're still that simple. There's a little bit of produce trying to eat through the GM salmon. Really kind of scares me. Um, but yeah, we're we're trying to make headway. We're trying to make headway. That's awesome, and and thank you for trying to make headway because, like, for people like me, you know, it took a long time before MSG was on all of the labels, you know, and I have terrible, terrible reactions mm-hmm. to things, and and you know, it's really it, to be to become somebody who has to look at every label is a very difficult process. It's something yep. that you know that was hard for me, and then I was finding out that they weren't even telling me. You know, right. and I would be blowing up and having a headache, and my joints would start to ache me, and I'm like, there was MSG in that. Why wasn't it labeled? You know, so right. it's it's coming a long way, and and so and it's because of people like you fighting the good fight for people like me. So thank you. Right, you're welcome. But here's here's something not to disappoint you. They still oh. don't have to label MSG. Oh my God, really? Yep. I I do get caught on it. I, I was yep. going to say I do get caught with it. Yep. If it says MSG, that's a heck of a lot of MSG. Because the rule is if it's 99.9% pure, then they have to label it. If it's less than that, they can call it spices. They can call it flavorings. They can call it seasoning. They can call it hydrolyzed soy protein. They can call it any number of things. Because you figure if you're reading a label and it says garlic, onions, rosemary, basil, spices. Well, what the heck spices? You just told me the spices. Typically, it's MSG. That's the st- Okay, well, now I know what to look for. Yeah, if you Google, there's a great website. If you Google hidden names of MSG, this whole list pops up. 
Wow. Lam- laminate it and take it to your, <laughs> take it to your grocery store. <laughs> and, you know, and you're not the only one that has to read the labels. We all should be reading the labels because the labels are tricky. It can say no trans fats and still have trans fat in it. They're now putting they're gonna oh they're gonna start putting artificial sweetener in milk. Wow. And it's not gonna say it on the carton. You have to turn it over and get out your magnifying glass and your microscope and read it on the back that they've now put sucralose in milk. There are people that are allergic to that and can't have it. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I don't think we should be drinking milk anyway. So that's not even a problem. But but if you're gonna drink milk, it, it could have artificial sweetener in it. How, who voted on that? Well, I know. But, you know, what is the general public? Why do we need to have sweetener in our milk? Oh, it's, it's horrible. It just goes on and on. Now, that's hidden names of MSG.com? Uh, I don't know that it's got – if you just Google it or okay, whatever. Okay, just Google web, it. I did yeah. find something. Okay. Yeah, I hidden names of MSG. I just want to make sure I was on the right one. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, like, thank you. That's huge. Yeah, it's the first or second one that's going to pop up. So yeah, really, It's truthandlabeling.org. Really and hidden yep. sources is yep. is what I'm looking at. That's pretty amazing stuff. So, yeah. um, you know, we've only got about two minutes because we have another show coming on right after this. We have Scott Allen in his uh, third part of his fantastic series. And so I, I, I want to wrap this up by saying that, you know, I would really, really appreciate, and I know Peter would, if, if we could get you back on here and uh, – and really support and educate our listeners because this has been a really amazing hour, and I just want to thank you for for joining us, really. Oh, absolutely. I'll come back whenever you guys want. I have so much to share. It's just everything I learn, I process and then spit out to everybody else, so whenever you want me to. <laughs> awesome, because we will be inviting you. It's uh, it's really it's fantastic to get with people who actually really live this life because you know, it's a, as, as for myself personally, it's a real challenge to go ahead and and find the right information. There's so much stuff out there, and people want to know. They want to know, and they want to be able. The people that we have coming to our show, they want to know. They want to listen. They want to know that the the resources that they've got are are really in the know, and that that, that they can go ahead and follow it to a T. So we really appreciate you. Thank you so much, Peter. Anything else? No, great information. I love having her here. I can't wait to have her back. Absolutely. All right. And you already got an email from me, Kathy. I, I want I want to sit down with you one on one and figure out what I need to do after this master cleanse. Perfect. Perfect. We can do that. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks so much. Everybody, we will be back here in about five minutes with Mr. Scott Allen. This is Dr. Kathy Groover on the Dash. Have a great evening. Thanks for listening to the show. At the Dash, we know that your time is precious and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows that happen every Monday through Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404. And don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thedashradio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.